0: Chapter 16 of Dike Darrel. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dike Darrel, the Railroad Detective, or The Crime of the Midnight Express, by Frank Pinkerton. Chapter 16. Nell missing. The reader can imagine the indignation of the railroad detective when he found himself arrested by the Burlington officer. "'I beg your pardon, sir,' said Dyke Darrell, "'but you are making a foolish mistake. "'I am a detective. That won't go down. "'If you attempt to escape I will blow out your brains,' returned the officer, "'still holding his cocked weapon to the head of Dyke Darrell. "'The detective was deeply annoyed at this. "'On board the train were the remains of the daughter "'of one of Burlington's most prominent citizens, "'and Dyke was extremely anxious to meet the friends and explain the situation.' you may take me at once to the chief of police said dyke darrel at length i can explain to him since he knows me another officer approached and the first one requested him to handcuff his prisoner a hot flush of anger shot to the cheek of the detective this is going too far he said in a vexed tone if you attempt to put the irons on me i'll make you trouble i tell you i am acquainted with your chief and demand that you take me to him that's fair enough said the second officer "'But he's a dangerous character,' persisted the first. "'Whom do you take me for?' Dyke demanded indignantly. "'Slim Steve, the train robber. Where did you get your information?' "'It doesn't matter. You'd better go slow, officer. Look at that and tell me what you think of it.' Turning back the lapel of his coat, Dyke Darrell revealed a glittering silver star, and below this a flaming eye on a dark background. "'A Pinkerton, detective!' exclaimed the second officer. I am a detective, and I know my business without receiving instructions from the police of a one-horse town," retorted Dyke Darrel in anger. I am willing, however, to visit your chief, who will confirm my words. We had orders from him to arrest you. Very good. I demand that you take me before him." After a short consultation the two officers concluded to gratify their prisoner, and without attempting to handcuff him, they conducted him from the depot to the police station. As luck would have it, the chief was in, and at once recognized and greeted Dyke Darrell. Explanations soon followed. "'You must not blame my men,' said the chief, "'for word was sent from an interior town in Illinois, stating that a notorious crook was on the train, and would stop at Burlington. A description was given that tallied with yours, and so the mistake was made. "'Do you know who sent the dispatch?' "'A sheriff, I think. "'Just accommodate me with the name of the town, please.' Dyke Darrell was deeply excited at this last attempt to deprive him of his liberty. The officer referred to the dispatch and read the name of the place from whence it originated. Woodburg. Dyke Darrell uttered the name in wonder. I don't understand it, he said. That is my own home, and I am too well known there to merit suspicion. It must have been meant for a practical joke. And the detective's thoughts were turned to Harper Elliston it might be of course admitted the chief of the burlington police but it is a joke that i shouldn't relish and you may make it warm for the perpetrator i can telegraph and inquire into it if you wish mr darrell not now i shall be in woodburg within a few days and then i will find out all about it dyke darrell repaired at once to the home of captain osborne which was occupied by relatives of the captain and informed them of the sad fate that had overtaken sybil osborne an aunt and a cousin the latter a young man of prominence were the relatives mentioned the cousin promised to attend the remains after listening to the strange story dyke Darrel had to tell sibyl had left home ten days before pretending to go on a visit to friends when she left it was not suspected that she was out of her mind consequently the news was all the more sad from burlington the railroad detective returned to black hollow and from there he went to st louis to consult with harry bernard here he was met with the announcement that his young friend had taken the train for Chicago some days before. This was an annoying state of affairs, indeed. Remaining a few days in St. Louis, dyke Darrel at length left the city en route for Woodburg. He was anxious to meet Nell, from whom he had now been absent about a fortnight. On reaching Woodburg, the detective found a telegram awaiting him from Chicago. "'Come at once. I have made an important discovery. H.' Of course, this must be from Harry. It was dated some days before, however, which annoyed Dyke. Harry Bernard might have changed his base of operations by this time. "'I will call at the house,' mused Dyke Darrell. "'I have an hour's time before the next Chicago train.' Aunt Jule was extremely glad to meet Marse Dyke. "'Why didn't you bring the young misses with you?' questioned the negress. "'What's that? Hope you didn't think I've committed matrimony.' and the detective laughed lightly, at the same time chuckling Aunt Jule under her fat chin. "'Lord a mercy, no, Massa Dyke. I met Missy Nell,' explained the black woman. "'Miss Nell? Isn't she at home?' "'Well, now, what a question. Of course she ain't. Didn't you send for her yo very self? How den yo speck she's going to be home if yo didn't done brung her, eh?' All this was Greek to Dyke Darrell. "'What in the name of caution are you driving at, Aunt Jule?' I haven't seen my sister since I left home, and if she's gone to look for me she's done a very foolish thing. For I'm not long in one place. She ought to have known better." Aunt Jewel flounced out of the room, to return soon with a yellow envelope in her hand. "'Dare, look at that now. If yo didn't done right dat, then I'd like to know who did.' The detective opened the letter his housekeeper placed in his hand, and read, "'Chicago, April thirtieth, 1880—' no, Come on the next train, as I wish to see you in this city. Aunt Jewel will look after the house until you return. Don't disappoint me. Dyke. The detective glanced at the negress after reading this note, the writing of which very much resembled his hand. This came when? Yesterday. Through the mail? Yes, marsa A frown darkened the brow of the detective. He crumpled the letter in his hand and began pacing the floor with nervous strides. Something must be wrong if you didn't write that letter suddenly dyke darrel turned on the speaker and touched her huge arm with a clinging hand jule when did my sister answer this letter he demanded fiercely just the next train last night yes marse dyke dropping his hand from aunt jule's huge arm the detective rushed from the room and the house he was laboring under great excitement as well he might be for nell was the apple of his eye and she had been enticed to the great city for a fell purpose he believed End of chapter 16